Okay, let's start our discussion of Parshas Va'era, Tafshin Ayin Dalid. As we get into the Parshios that we usually think about Pesach time, but uh, we also get to speak about them Shmos time. So some of the thoughts tonight we will maybe revisit and have used in uh, Haggadah Shiurim, but tonight is Parshas Va'era. We'll start off to get things rolling from a Sefer, for Karasal Shabbos Oneg, a thought on the Rashi in Perek Vav Pasach where after the beginning, as we know, the parsha starts off with Moshe Rabbeinu getting a response from Hakadosh Baruch Hu after having complained that things have gotten worse, and Hashem says, "Don't worry about it. The Gula really has started." And then the Incheni, <coughs> the Torah goes into the Toldos, the families of Reuven, Shimon, and Levi, and along the way, towards the end, the Torah says, "Who Aaron Umoshe?" These are the same Aaron and Moshe, the ones that are listed in the family that Hashem told them to lead the Jewish nation out of, of Mitzrayim. So it's somewhat unusual. Not too many psukim like this in the entire Torah. Who Aaron and Moshe? Yes, Aaron was older. But Aaron first in the Pasuk? Most of the time it's Moshe and Aaron, not Aaron and Moshe. So Chazal already pick up on that. Say Chazal Milamed says the Medrash quoted. I gave you in source number one. The Medrash Rabbah Muva Kipamim Hikdima Torah Shmoshel Moshe L'Shmoshel Aaron Upamim Hikdima Torah Shmoshel Aaron Shmoshel Moshe like here L'Lamed Sheshkulim Heim to teach me that they are equal. Rashi also quotes it. Lo Mar Lachash Sheshkulin Keechad they are equal. Asks the Chosemi Lublin how can two people be exactly equal? Equal? Exactly. How many people are exactly equal? Similar question is asked on the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah. The Azaras Yehichu are for the Benonim. What's a Benoni? Mechza, there's Mechza Schuyos. How many people in the world have exactly the same amount? What are the chances? Moshe and Aaron exactly equal? They're both great tzaddikim, but how can they be exactly equal? So one idea might be, oh, they're equal, they've each fulfilled their own potential. Okay, that's probably the most popular answer given that each in their own way, they were the greatest Moshe and they were the greatest Aaron that they could be, and in their respective areas, they were equal. But, says the Chosemi Lublin, another answer. First he asked the question, How is it possible? Says the Chosemi, As the Gemara says in Chulin, the Gemara compares... What Moshe said and what Avraham said. Gadol mashenemar b'Moshe v'Aaron mimashenemar b'Avraham. Greater is what is said or what was said by Moshe and Aaron more than what Avraham said. Moshe and Aaron said something even more remarkable. What was that? Avraham says Anochi Avraham In his argument for stone, he says Hashem, I'm dirt, I'm ashes, I'm little, little, little dust. Moshe and Aaron go one step further. V'nachnu ma. We're nothing. Ma. We're, we're not, e- not even dust and earth. Pirush Adavar, line 11, says, V'karasal Shabbaton, it says, V'chosemi Lavlin, Shemoshe v'aron yigila dargas bitl gavoa yoser me'avram avinu. If somebody is something, if they have any self to them, then two people can't be equal. Everybody's on a different level in the world. But if somebody's nothing, if they consider that says as Venachnu Ma, I am zero without a Baruch Hu. Zero. So zero and zero can be equal. 
only if somebody's on the positive side do we have the question of, you know, how could they be equal? Motion Aram Venachnu Ma. Kisalinu Allah. Ma! Ma is nothing! Not even a Davakata, not even a Davakhashuv. Moshe and Aaron realized that they were nothing besides being Avde Hashem. And therefore, that's how they could be equal. This does not mean that they did not have self-worth. Right? One needs self-worth. One needs self-esteem. We're not supposed to think I'm a nothing because then we won't be able to accomplish anything. But we have to realize that all of our accomplishments and all of our abilities are all a gift from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. By ourselves, without divine input, v'nach That's what they meant. With HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I can accomplish. We're going to be motzi and help HaKadosh Baruch Hu take B'nai Yisrael out of Mitzrayim. So that gets us started. Equal Moshe and Aaron. Halabai, we should try to be on that level of equaling, equaling them. Now we get into a major Meshachachma. Major Meshachachma. This is a Seder Meshachachma, but it is a Parshas Va'era Meshachachma. Meshachachma discusses the Dalud, the Shonos of Geula that we have at the beginning of our Parsha. Vo'otseisi, v'hitzalti, v'ga'alti, v'lakachti. As the Yushalmi discusses in the 10th Parak in Meseches Psachim, where the Yushalmi points out that these four words are the Dalid, that the Marabashalmi doesn't even say Lashonos Shel Geula, but are the Dalid Geulos, the four stages of Geula that Am Yisrael went through. The Meshachachma says these four Lashonos of Geula correspond, as we know, to the Dalid Kosos. But says the Meshachachma, I'm going to prove how not only are they generally parallel and symbolize the Dalad Kosos, but they are each connected to one of the mitzvos that we do with the Dalad Kosos. Meaning the Dalad Kosos aren't just four wines that we four cups of wine that we drink. The Gemara the talks about Shasan Babasachas. If I drink it all at once. No, they are all connected to different mitzvos. Kiddish, Magid, Birchas Hamazon, and Halel. Four different mitzvos that we do to fulfill the larger, greater misgeret of Sipri Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. But four mitzvot, says the Meshachachma, the four Lashonos, parallel, one of them parallels each of the mitzvot. And, says the Meshachachma, he doesn't say this, but he answers this as well, we'll add this in, it's also parallel to the four Zuchuyos that Klal Yisrael had, Bizchutam, that they were redeemed. Sheloshinu, as we know, Shmam, Lashonam, Abusham, as we, as we will, different versions of that Medrash, he will choose one of the versions. But that's what we have, that's our goal here. To figure out how the Dal Lashonas of Gula connect to the four mitzvahs that we do with these Kosos and the four, Lashon, four mitzvahs that we excelled in in order to be Zoha to, to the Gula itself. So here we go. Says the Meshachachma, source number two. Dalad Kosos, Kenegad Dalad Lashonos Shel, Shel Geula. Vosesi Vitzadi Vigalti Vilakachti. Yushalmi Ari Psachim. Kos Rishon Kiddish. The Yisrael Makachi Zmanim. The first Kos is Kiddish. Mikadesh Yisrael Vahazmanim. Kemosha Amru. Hachodesh Zelachem. This first mitzvah that we received nationally gave us the ability to set our calendar. Hachodesh Zelachem. Kiddish. We sanctify. What gives us the ability to sanctify? 
What gives us the ability to be able to sanctify? One can only spread what they have inside themselves. I can't influence someone in a certain area if I don't, if I'm not, I don't excel in that area. Says the Meshachachma, a person can't be Makadish unless they are Kadosh. The Amasai, Kishahim Kadoshim. A Jew can make Kiddush. A Jew, the Jewish nation can make Kiddush. Makadish Yisrael Vazmanim only when they themselves are Kadosh. What makes a Jew Kadosh? Kadoshim to you. Yes, the Ramban has his fancy answer. But what does Rashi say? What's the context of the Pasik? What does the end of Achremos talk about leading into the beginning of Kadoshim? Kadoshim to you. V'sama Kadoshim to you la'arayos she'bechal makom she'atamotze gedder erva atamotze kedusha. Being in being inhibited, controlling oneself in the world of arayos is what makes a Jew kadosh. When we control our base desires, when we act in a way that is porish, kedusha is prisha. In that way, that what gives us kedusha, then memela we are able to sanctify the calendar to sanctify the days. Therefore, says the Meshachachma, Kiddush, the first mitzvah halayla, is parallel to one of the four reasons why we were zochah to be taken out, having gedurim in ha'arayos. They were gathered from arayos, shalachain, that's number two, and now we have to get to the lashon of vahotseisi. How does vahotseisi connect? Shalachain yitachain vahotseisi. If we were not loyal, if we did not have fidelity on a national level, and we were all mixed up with the other nations and with other people, then how could God take us out? Vahotzezi means he takes us out. If we were all mixed up, he wouldn't be able to take us out. Because who would know who's whose father and who's whose mother? The fact that there was a possibility of Vahotzezi means that we were Godrim and Ha'arayos. And that's what gave us the ability to make Kiddush Mekavish Yisrael Vahazman. So that is one out of four. Kiddush, Gedurim and Ha'arayos, Vahotseisi. Next. Number two. Got to remember this for, got an extra month to Pesach this year. So we have to remember this though for, uh, for Pesach. Fe'itzalti. Fe'itzalti. He's not going in, it does not work exactly in the order of the Pesukim and order of the Mitzvot, but that's okay. We'll, We'll uh, give him a little flexibility. The first one did. The first one was all the firsts. Line 18. Feed salty. That's the second washo. Yitachain. Says the Meshachachma. La Hatsil Kishanachri Rodefosam. A Hatsala is possible when there is an external enemy. Hashem could bring a salvation and remove the external enemy, and in that way, Bring me a salvation. If there is internal fighting, so then how could Hashem save us? We're destroying ourselves. Vahitsalti means it must be they're connected. It must be they're ba'achtus. It must be shelogilu mastorin shebahem. What's the second one? Again, there are different versions of the Medrash. One of them has... We didn't speak Lashon Hara about each other, besides Dasan and Aviram. But Shelo Gilu Mastorin Shebohem. We didn't reveal the secrets of others. We were connected. 
We didn't try to get under each other's skin. We were ba'achdus in Mitzrayim. Remember the Medrash says that was what the Malachim complained about once we got to Kriyas, to Kriyas Yamsuf. They were angry because all of a sudden we started acting and, and arguing with each other. So oh, let's go back to Mitzrayim. Oh, let's go this way. Let's go that way. Because in Mitzrayim we had achdus. And that's reflected in Vihitzalti. Only can there be a Vihitzalti if we're ready to go out because we're not busy fighting with each other. Vizeromes and which mitzvah of the night corresponds? El Kos Birchas Hamazon. Birchas Hamazon. What do we say in Birchas Hamazon? Sheikr Hamalshinus. The Iker, when do I report something negative about somebody else? If I don't have deep in my faith, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is in charge of everything. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives me what I need and gives them what they need. HaKadosh Baruch Hu takes care. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is mashkiach on every little detail of our lives. If I don't have that, then I'm going to talk about other people. I'm going to try to hold myself above and push other people down to make me feel good because I feel a lack. I feel a chisaron. And what do we say when we bench the one mitz, the one bracha daraisa according to everyone? Hazan es ha'olam kulo. Hazan every single person that Kodesh takes care of. Bechein, bechazer, rachamim. Who knows sin lechem l'chol basar? Not me. It's not me. Who knows sin lechem l'chol basar? Uvtuvo hagado. We emphasize him, him, him. Tamil l'chazer lanu, v'yachzer lanu. We emphasize we have all we need. With that attitude, we would never do anything negative or say anything negative about anyone else. And that's the state that we were in, in Mitzrayim. That's why Vihitzalti was possible, and that's Birchas Hamazo. Number two. Third, Vigaalti, Geula, Redemption. Hu She'ever Ruach Shvela. In Eved, a servant has a very lowly spirit. Ad ki amru, the Gemara even says, Chazal say, An Eved is so lost, he doesn't even realize what he's missing. He doesn't even realize what's beyond. And we even think, the Gemara says psychologically, an Eved is even nervous about going free. Because freedom means I have to take care of myself. Freedom means I have personal responsibilities. Freedom means I have to make a living? I have to get my own? I can't. Just let me be an Eved. I'm given my food. I'm given everything. That's an Eved. The Gemara talks about whether a person can be Zoche on behalf of an Eved to accept his Shtar Shichur without his not. Is it a Zchus or is it a Chov? The Gemara says in one says it's a Chov. The Gemara says. He likes the state that he's in. Meaning, he's not interested in going free. He's very happy in the state that he's in. Vizeh, why is that? Why would somebody have this attitude? Why? Why did four-fifths of the Jewish people have no interest in leaving Mitzrayim? And HaKadosh Baruch Hu had to get rid of them in Makas Choshech. Where does that attitude come from? What did they forget? What did they not realize? Vizeh mitzad she'enu margish yachas avosav. They don't realize that they're B'nai Avram, Yitzhak, Yaakov. They don't realize their family. They don't realize where they came from. They don't realize their roots. 
if we realize our roots, you know who our parents are? Avram Avinu. Yitzchak Avinu. This isn't me. I'm not an Evid. I don't belong. This isn't my real, this isn't the real me. I'm different. This is just a covering. Remember we mentioned in past years the thought on last week's parsha from Rav Salvechik where the Rav says, why did HaKadosh Baruch Hu first appear to Moshe Rabbeinu in the form of a burning bush, a snap, and the snap was not being consumed? Why is that? Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu had a proof to Moshe Rabbeinu. You think they don't have any schuyos to go out. You think that they're, the last time you left they told on you. You think they don't, no. Only the outside is burning, but the inside is pure. This is the Jewish people. They're Bnei Avram Yisrael Yaakov. And that's why we related it in the, to, to the parsha, to the section in the Haggadah, Avadam Ayinu Leparabim Mitzrayim. Rav Salvechik says it doesn't say Avde Paro Hayinu. It says Avadim Hayinu Liparo. It was a social status. It was a temporary state that they were in, but it wasn't an internal identification with Paro. It wasn't Avde Paro like we became Avde Hashem, not Avadim Hashem. It was Avadim Hayinu Liparo because really deep down the Jewish people were connected to their past, to Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. But that's what an Eved who doesn't want to leave forgets his past, doesn't realize where he came from. The Eved Lesle Chayas. The Hain, but Am Yisrael. Those that went out, Loshinu Eshemam. They did not change their name. Why wouldn't I change my names? Because we have the same names that our grandparents had and our great-parents had. The same names stay in the family for generations. Even in the Torah, we already see that sometimes grandparents and grandchildren, the same names. What does that mean, Loshinu Eshemam? They remembered their roots. They remembered where they came from. And b'schus that, they still had the attitude that I, I want to go free. I believe it's going to happen. Reuven and Shimon went down to Mitzrayim. Reuven and Shimon went up from Mitzrayim. So that's how there was a vaga'alti that was possible. How could Hashem do gula only if people want to leave? They don't want to leave. Doesn't matter. I can't force the gula. They have to want to go. So geula means they want to leave. They want to leave means why? How do they have that? They keep that after 210 years, because they still, 209 years at this time, that they were still b'nei Avram Yitzchak v'yakov, shaloshinu ashmam. And that connects to which of the mitzvos? V'zeromiz al-akos ha-sheni sh'omer malav chatsi halal harishon. Sh'meyusad al-zichron yachas ha-uma me'avoseha v'zichron oseha ha-kedumos. That relates to Magid. That relates to the first half of Hallel, which is all about Am Yisrael's history. B'tzeis Yisrael mi Mitzrayim, right? In that, in that paragraph. That's the message. Obviously, that paragraph took place after the story of Mitzrayim. But we say that message is we realize our history. And not only what he says, but just add on the whole Magid. The whole coast shall magid of Asher Galanu. We realize our roots. We realize where we came from. This is Jewish history. We realize what, what lineage we have. That's Vega'alti. If we have that attitude, then we'll want a Geula and we'll hope for a Geula. If so, even Bizman Azet, see, peace of Yeshua is only possible if we think back and we look forward. If we think back to where we came from and we look forward to our destiny, then we could have, see, peace Yeshua. And then Geula is possible. And finally, the fourth. What do we have left? 
And what is that connected to? As we'll see, the last coast of Hallel. What does that connect to? What is that? That's the ultimate Geula. That's Matan Torah. That's leading into the Hevesi in Eretz Yisrael. They were looking at a Kaddish Baruch Hu to take them as a nation. How do, how do they keep that, that feeling? Even though Yosef was the second in command of Viceroy. Pakod Yifkod. Yosef says, I'm going to give you a sign that in hundreds of years, the Redeemer, the Goel, is going to say two words in Lashon HaKodesh. Keep this language. And as long as you keep this language, you'll recognize the magical phrase, and that will mean the Geula is at hand. Loshinu es Loshonam. Because they kept the attitude, they realized there's going to be a nation, Kaddish Baruch Hu is going to take them out. And that's the second half of Halal. That's the last coast of the Seder. What do we talk about at the end of the Seder? Elio Anavi, and, and uh, everything that's going to be, we talk all about the Beis HaMikdash. So the last one, Velakati, Lashonam, and Hallel, which talks about the future. All four Kosos, four Lashonas of Geula, and the four Zechuyos that we had. And he just ends off by saying, with this we can also answer the question of the Mordechai. He doesn't quote it as the Mordechai's question, but it's the Mordechai's question, and that is, so four, four Lashonos, so there should be four of something. Why wine? Why Warren, why didn't Chazal, why weren't they misakein dalad chatichos shalbasar? Four pieces of meat, right? Four pieces, four vegetables. Why wine? Four cookies, four chalas, four matzahs. We have three matzahs for other reasons. So says the Meshachachma, as other, others say, Lochein tignu ala yayin. Why wine? Because everything that we have been talking about are the four areas where B'nai Israel excelled in keeping themselves separate from the Mitzrayim at that time. Wine is the symbol of our keeping separate from the Umos HaOlam. This Gala says the Meshachachma a hundred plus years ago. 115, 20 years ago. We take wine. Because yes, Chazal targeted many areas of food when it comes to keeping us separate. Bishalakum and, and Pasakum and Gvinasakum and Chalavakum, all a separate, separate category. But what's the one that stands out? Yayin. Wine is unique. Wine is the most chamor. Wine is asr bahana. Even what touches it. Wine is the symbol. And it's not only that we think it's the symbol. Haman Arasha knew it was the symbol. Remember the Gemara in Meseches Megillah? Haman says, You know these people over here, if a bug falls into the wine, they'll take the bug out and they'll drink the wine. If you touch the wine, they'll spill the whole thing out. 
Haman knew that that wine symbolizes our separateness. That's the, exactly the point of these Dalad Kosos. Because it reminds us of the four ways that we kept separate in Mitzrayim. He doesn't say it here, but this is also, you mentioned this in the past, he quotes that Gemara in, uh, from the Mesechah's Megillah that I just mentioned. This is a deeper pshat in Vihisha Amda. Vihisha Amda Lavosena Valano. This is what has kept us going throughout the generations. What's the Vihi? The minhag is to pick up the coast when we say Vihisha Amda. We pick up the coast, Vihi. What is the Vihi? So again, the Pashab Shad of Vihi is the paragraph previous. And that is the promise. Baruch Shomer of Tachasal Yisrael. Hashem kept his promise. That kept us going throughout. But Alderab Drush, one can say Vihisha Amda. It's this wine. It's, it's these halachos. Midrabanan that have kept us separate, going back to Mitzrayim when we kept ourselves separate. That's what's kept us going throughout the generations, as is historically known. The sects of Judaism that have thrown out the Mitzvahs de Rabbanon are no longer around today to speak about Judaism, because the Mitzvahs de Rabbanon are what kept us separate and strong and eternal throughout the generations. Okay, that's a major meshachach. Now we continue now with no less qualitatively important, but just on a different plane. Same Pasuk, same Medrash, same Medrash. Rav Pincus writes in the beginning of Source number 3, the Medrash that we just quoted, again, there's different, different versions. He quotes the same one that the Meshachachma had. Amar Afun Abishun Bar Kapara, Bishchus Arbaad Dvarim Nigalo Yisomim Mitzrayim. Bishchus, four activities. B'nei Yisrael were zochet to be redeemed. Shaloshinu as Shemam, they didn't change their names. Shaloshinu as Lashona, they didn't change their language. V'shalohaya bohem Lashon Hara, v'shalohaya bohem Parutz Be'erva. The four that we have. Cesar Pekas, let's focus on one of them for a moment. Yadua, shegam b'mitzrayim, divru avoseinu b'lashon ha-kodesh. They spoke lashon ha-kodesh in Mitzrayim. V'einzeh, let me explain what this means. It doesn't just mean Lashon HaKodesh. It means that. But there's obviously something deeper here. Because speaking Lashon HaKodesh obviously symbolizes something. So we just spoke about the Meshachachma, Pakod Yifkod. Says Rav Pincus, there's another idea that we have to mention that relates to each of us on our own level. The Ein Zeraksha Dibru B'Safa Yehudit. Doesn't mean just mean they spoke a Yiddish tongue. Ella. They realized what Lashon Kodesh was all about, focusing on the second phrase, Kodesh. This is a holy language. The content, what they said, did not have any disgusting content that we would have been embarrassed about. Kamoshim Mefarisha Rambam, the Rambam writes in Moranavuchim, the Ramban quotes this Rambam in the beginning of Parshas Kisisa on the Pasuk by Beshekel HaKodesh. Says the Rambam, Ask the Rambam, why is this language called Lashon HaKodesh? What makes it so holy? So the Ramban in Parshas Kisisa says, it's Lashon HaKodesh, why? Because Hashem created the world in this language, and he spoke to the Nevi'im in this language, etc. Says the Rambam, no, there's something inherent about the language. And that is, says the Rambam, What we would say, there are no dirty words in Lashon HaKodesh. There are no words specifically for 
items that, as he says, should be left unsaid. Lashon HaKodesh is not modern Hebrew, which has taken, Rachman al-Itzlan, words for Dvarim she But there are words in Lashon HaKodesh that don't, there are no words in Lashon HaKodesh to describe certain body parts, to describe certain activities. Because that's Lashon HaKodesh. That's what gives it Kedusha. Inherently, they understood that message. Says her Pinkus, and that's what we have to understand. And him saying a little bit, and it doesn't matter if our mother tongue is not Lashon Hakodesh, whatever language we speak in, as this year is not in Lashon Hakodesh, but hopefully it is in Lashon Hakodesh, because hopefully the Lashon Hakodesh message is that our tongue, our speech should be Kodesh as the true Lashon HaKodesh is. Nimseinu Lameidim, line 6. Sheim Olim, and we're not taking anything away about actual Lashon HaKodesh, obviously has certain special qualities. Rav Nassim Adler, the Rebbe Dachsam Sofer, spoke Lashon HaKodesh on Shabbos. Did not speak, must have been Yiddish. Right, he only spoke Lashon HaKodesh on Shabbos. The Rambam, at the beginning of the second parak in Pirkei Avos, gives an example of a mitzvah kala, lamidas Lashon HaKodesh. So, yes, we're not taking anything away, but the message for us is that the content has to be Kodesh. If somebody speaks in a gruff and unclean tone, it doesn't matter what language they're in. It's not Lashon HaKodesh. Lo zu and this was even more amazing and radical in that they were in Mitzrayim. And they were surrounded by, as the Torah calls it, Ervas Haaretz. And everyone around them was not in a state of Lashon HaKodesh, but this is what they did. Line 11. Ha-Modarni. Even in our modern contemporary time, that all the gates of Tznius have been broken down. Yes, we have to guard and beat Sanu in all areas of our life, but one area we, which we all must tackle constantly is our Koach Adibur. And make sure that not only everything that goes into our mouth has a Mahajan label, but also everything that goes out of our house. I'm not saying Tafka Mahajan, but just everything that goes out has to have a kosher sign going in, a kosher sign going out. And if we go hold to a certain standard on what goes in, we have to have a very high standard on what goes out as well. This is the mafteach. The Gemara says in Shabbos, nivel peh versus versus lashon hakodesh. It could change gzeris of of decades. Latov or the opposite of latov. Taras adibur, and he says, "Ederak bechilik shel nivel it's not even what actually Rahman al-Islam is called Nivel Peh, which hopefully is so far away from all of us. But even gray area. There's sometimes gray area words where it's not mamish, but it's not so appropriate. And maybe if my Rosh Hashiva was sitting next to me, I wouldn't talk that way. No, that's how we always have to think. Would I use this in front of the greatest rabbis of the time? Gray area. That's the litmus test. And we have to move up in how we speech, speak. 
We have to speak in a fine way, in an Eved Hashem way, in a Ben and Bas Torah way. Even sharp expressions. Even when we're speaking about wicked people, just to guard ourselves. Because whatever we say affects, affects who we are. And he continues and says, this is the message. No Ayom. We have to make sure that we are totally aware of everything that comes out of our mouth. Shmiras halashon. Shmiras halashon. Mi ha'esha chafetz chayim. Doesn't only, it's not just about lashon hara. Chafetz chayim made a famous about lashon hara. Nitzar lashon chame ra usvasecha medaber mirma. More alchets are about dibor than any other, any other category. The power of speech that has such danger, but so much potential as well, and that's what we have to do, and that's what we daven for, because we need siyat to the shmaya before we start. Hashem svasai tiftach after we finish. We're always talking about speech because that's a major part of our life. Okay, moving right along. So Moshe Rabbeinu continues. Hakadosh Baruch Hu continues to tell Moshe Rabbeinu about the he gives them the dalashonos of Geula, as we just spoke about. And not only that, Moshe, I'm going to bring them to the chosen land. Tell them I'm going to bring them to the chosen land. I swore. I swore to the Avos that they're going to go to the chosen land. And I will give it to you as a Morasha. Two things of the Torah are called Morasha. El heritage. Torah and Eretz Yisrael, Moshe, Morashakilas Yaakov, and Eretz Yisrael. The two items of the Torah that are called Morasha, Torah, and Eretz Yisrael. So I'm going to give it to you. This is amazing. These psukim are unbelievable. This is the plan. Tell this to Am Yisrael. They're going to be so excited. They're going to hear this. They're going to kiss you. They're going to hug you. It's going to be awesome. Moshe goes and tells them. Moshe tells them. What does he tell them? What he just heard. They can't hear it. It's Moshe, Moshe. They did not listen. They couldn't hear it. Rashi says, "Lo kiblu tanchumin." It did not make them feel good. Why not? Okay, they couldn't makotzer ruach. Avod Akasha, backbreaking. But you hear God promises you. You hear Pakod Yifkod. You know it's going to happen. Why, why couldn't they? Why couldn't? Why couldn't they listen? And if you look in the next Pasuk, what happens right after they can't listen? Hashem goes back to Moshe and says, Go back to Paro. Moshe says, B'nai Yisrael not listening to me. What am I supposed to do? They don't listen. Pasuk Yud Gimel. Vayidav Hashem HaMoshev Yaron. Okay. Change of plans. Vayitzavim is B'nai Yisrael. Vavavavavav Yisrael. Lotsi is B'nai Yisrael. Meis Mitzrayim. Okay, tell them this. Take them out. I'm taking them out of Mitzrayim. What changed? And then we go, we go to the families. They have the whole long speech. They can't hear it. Moshe says, they can't hear it. Hashem says, okay, fine. Tell them we're taking them out of Mitzrayim. Period. What changed? Says the Meshachachma. It's a number two. It's a small one. Says the Meshachachma. The lesson for us is we always have to be aware when we are trying to comfort, to give a, lend a hand, 
give a kind word to someone, we have to know what they're ready to hear. And we have to know what would be a sensitive thing to say and what really would be way over their heads, where they're up to in the state that they're in, similar to what it says in Perkeyavos, Al Tanachim Bishas Kaso, or Bishasha Meso Mutulafanov. You can't give Tanchumen when somebody's an One. Avelos is a process. Aninus, there's no Tanchumen. That's in an extreme case. Says the Meshachachim, it's the same message here. B'nai Yisrael are in Mitzrayim. They're back-breaking labor. They can't deal with it. What does Moshe tell them? You know what? We're going to go to Eretz Yisrael. They can't hear it. Says the Meshachachma. Right here, source number four. Kiderek shiyom. Asher yachpotzu l'shmar rak delatis bitzarasam. All they want to hear is one thing. Take me out of here. Take me out of here. Somebody's in jail, just get me out. Don't promise me this and this and this and that. I just need to get out. That's all they can hear. So lo shamuil. Moshe goes back and says, they're not listening. Hashem's okay. Hashem says, go back, tell them, take them out of Mitzrayim. Period. Because that's what happened. Below the, not saying that. HaKadosh Baruch told Moshe, maybe he wanted Moshe only to tell them. Step one. And then he reiterates and only tells them step one. That's why afterwards we have the change. We always have to know what people are ready to hear and how we can best help them. Good. Moving right along. There are many Rambans in all of these parshios that are defining. We've done a number of them in the past. On Va'era, Ramban speaks about the process. Parsha's bow is chock full of Rambans. The process of the Makos, which we'll get to uh, one thought in a minute about that as well. Many Rambans. One Ramban, though, that we haven't mentioned is in source number five. Perek Vav Pasek Yud. Very next Pasek, right after the one we started with. What does Lemar mean? Saying. What does Lemar always mean in the Torah? Lemar comes up probably after the word S. I don't know what the next most popular word in the Torah is. It doesn't say that in Sefer Dvarim at all, but at least in the first four. What is the word Lemar meant to teach me? Says the Ramban, I'll tell you what most people, what most people think. And I'll tell you that I don't agree. Says the Ramban, Amram Most people say, Kimilas Lemar, what is Lemar? Bechala Torah, Lemar li Yisrael. Lemar means A is telling B to tell C. That's Lemar. Hashem tells the Moshe, saying, meaning, say this to B'nai Yisrael. That's what the simple interpretation of Lemar is. Vahatam sheyomar Hashem lemoshe emor liYisrael divrei ela. Tell the Jewish people these words. Ubekan lemar apara. And here it's to tell Paro. Vayedaber Hashem Moshe lemar bo daber al Paro melech Mitzrayim vishalach as bnei Yisrael mayar so. So he lemar always means to tell somebody else. Vahakasiv says the Ramban though. Vahakasiv sheamar emesh alai amar elai lemar. If you say the phrase that he told me yesterday saying, that's not saying, meant to be 
told to anybody else. You find many times that right after the word Lamar, it says explicitly, tell somebody else. Meaning, Lamar doesn't mean tell somebody else because you wouldn't have to say explicitly afterwards. Tell somebody else. For example, Right? In Parshas Emar. That's what Lamar means. You don't have to say the whole next phrase. I know that. Lamar means Why does it say Dabra Bene Yisrael? Vayomru El Kal Adas Bene Yisrael Lamar. Vayomru Bene Yisrael Moshe. Lamar. Yeah, what about that one? Bene Yisrael said to Moshe, We're going to die in Gavanu. I told you, Moshe says in Tvar, at that time, saying, There are many examples. Right here, later on. It doesn't fit. So yes, that's how five minutes ago, if you would have asked us, what does Lamar mean? It means to tell somebody else. But the Ramban says that can't be. Because there are many times it says it right afterwards. Right, we have to know this Ramban to understand the Torah. What does Lamar mean? We have it in almost every parsha. Says the Ramban, Kimilas Lamar Lahoros Albirur Ha'inyan Bechomakom. Lamar means clarity. Lamar means Moshe Lamar. To say over, it might, the word means from the word amar, to say, lemar, it's so clear, I'm giving it over so clear, you'll be able to say it over. But not that lemar, to say it over. Lemar is just a code word that means clarity of speech that I'm giving you right now. Vayadabra Hashem Moshe ba'amira gemura. Lo amira misupekes velo baremes davar. There's nothing that is gray or cloudy it's clear. That's why, more than anyone else, not exclusively, but almost exclusively, Lamar, when Hashem speaks to somebody, is to Moshe. Most of the time. There are Lamars by others too. Because Moshe had the greatest clarity when HaKadosh Baruch Hu spoke to him. The Pazik says later on, not in riddles. Remember last week we spoke about the Svarno. Moshe originally was Bechidos and not anymore. The Lavan on Markin Yaakov. Lavan, when Hashem appeared to Lavan, when he's chasing Yaakov, Emesh Amar Hashem Eli Lamar. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted to be clear with Lavan. Don't start up with my Yaakov. So it says, excuse me, Lamar there. Bamira Barosh, Lo Azik Lachem. Kilule Kain, Hayisi Osei Machem Ra. If Hashem didn't appear to me, I would have done bad, but I can't. Even if B'nai Yisrael are screaming at Moshe, they're doing it, they're making their claim known. That's the Rampan. Lamar means clarity. I'll just be Mosif. How is the word Lamar? Why does that mean clarity? So it means clarity. Ramadan didn't really explain the next step. Hashem said to Moshe, Lamar saying. Still means the word saying. So maybe one could suggest that clarity is reflected by the ability to be able to say it over. 
understanding, if I really understand something, I'm in a shear and I hear something, I'm like, oh yeah, I get it. Oh yeah, can you repeat it back to me? Oh no, don't, don't, no, no. Real understanding is when I understand it so well, I can give it over. If somebody ever has to make a presentation at work, they learn, they review them, they know the material much better because they know they have to present it. And therefore, it really has to be clear in order to give it over. Rashi, in the beginning of Brachas, on the Gemara that says, Agra de Pirkariata, right, all the Agras, the first parak. So Rashi quote, the Gemara says, the schar for going to a shear is the running to the shear. Because Rashi explains, because a lot of times you go to a shear, you have no idea what's flying. So at least you get the schar for going to the shear. Okay, but Rashi is in one line. Rashi says, because a lot of times you go to the shear and you don't understand the shear fully enough to repeat it to somebody. In other words, Rashi there says, real Havana is the ability to give it over. So maybe that's the Lamar here. Why is Lamar, why is that the code word for clarity? Because not that you have to say it over. That's the next blessing, Boda Barrel. But the ability, just that ability, the lemar means it's clear and there's full understanding. And maybe what's behind the, the Ramban. But now we know lemar again, the Pashit, Pshat of lemar and the Ramban's idea of lemar Okay, moving right along now. Next, Perak. We get the Perak Zion. We got to get into the Makkas. We got to get first into the Osos and then into the Makkas. Hashem says to Moshe, Parah's not going to listen to you. I'm going to harden his heart. And he will eventually know that I am the I am the master. Moshe Rabbeinu was eighty years old, and now we have Perak, Zion, Pasik, Yud Gimel, and Yud Dalin. What happens? Moshe and Aaron come to Paro, and they throw down the mata. They throw the mata down, and it becomes a tanin. And he calls, "Hey, mechashvim guys, chartumim, come here!" And they do it too, and they start laughing. Oh. You're bringing magic to the magic capital of the world. Doesn't say their reaction to that. Right? All of a sudden, Aaron's mate swallows up the other matos, even after it was a mate. Paro does not listen. After this sequence, of the Osos, the signs was done. Hashem says to Moshe, Kavelev Paro, Me'in Lashachalam, let's start the process. Here we go. Lech El Paro Baboker. Go to Paro in the morning. Hine Yotzeya That's where he's going to the bathroom. He doesn't want anybody to know. Vini Tzavta Likraso Asfasa Yaor. Vamata Shernepak Lenachash Yikach Biyadecha. Take the mata that turned to a nachash. And you shall say to him, let my people go. And I'm going to take this stick in my hand. It's going to turn to dam. And everything is going to, all the fish are going to die, etc. Okay. Ask the Mepharshim, why does the mata play such a significant role here? And it's not just a significant role. Hashem keeps... Mentioning the mate that turned to the nachash. Right? That's what he says. What do you need the mate for? You're just going to warn Paro that you're going to have makas dam. Why do you have to bring the mate for? Just tell Paro you're going to change the water to blood. What's the emphasis of take the mate that went to the nachash? It's said twice here it says it. Twice in these few psukim, 
Hashem emphasizes to Moshe the Mate. What's the significance? Says Rafaim Zalban Malgolius. Source number six. Quoting Rav Yitzchak Mehamburg. Maybe we could understand that based on a Gemara in Mesecha Sanhedrin. The Gemara there has a story about Ze'iri. He quotes the Gemara, so I didn't give it to you inside. Ze'iri halach l'Alexandria Shabbat Mitzrayim. Shem Chamar. Ze'iri bought a donkey in Alexandria. Right, the Gemara says, you're allowed to go to Egypt for schora, for business. So, he did. V'kasher halach l'ashkoso mayim. But when he stopped on the way back to give his donkey a drink, ne'apacha chamor l'bul eitz. The donkey changed into a tree. Why? What happened? He was tricked. Mitzrayim. That was where the Machashvim were. That's where the Chartumim were. It was Maisa Kishuf. Right? They tricked him. HaMachashvim asu bebul eich shayinira kechamar it looked like a donkey. V'lachein bihigiu l'mayim hispatlu hakshafim There's no kshafim by water. Water overcomes Kishuf and everything goes back to its natural state. L'fishayin kishuf sholet al gabi hamayim That's the Gemara. The Taras Chaim, he quotes, one of the Achronim on Mesechah Zanhedrin discusses why is that? Because Kishuv has as its root Tumah. Right? The dark forces. We've spoken about in Mitzvah year this week. Those who listen, Mitzvah in Parsha Shoftim, Kishuv and Nichush and Ov and Yedoni and Dor Shalamesim. It's all from the dark side. Umayim, Miyasod HaTara Bakdusha. Water is the symbol of purity. Kishuf is the symbol of darkness and Tumah. Water. We go to a mikvah to become Tahor. Mayim Chayim. With the ashes of the Paraduma. So that's why when Kishuf comes close to Mayim, it's no longer. Kishuf falls away. It falls apart. Because water. In Mayim Torah, you could even say. But water overcomes that. Water is purity. So what happens? Ziri goes back and says, what'd you do? So he says, it's your fault. You should have known we're machash from here. This is Mitzrayim. You should know that. You should have checked it. You should have brought it to the river and checked it out next to the water. That's the Gemara in Sanhedrin. Says Rabbi Yitzhak Hamburg. Let's get back to our story. Paro sees what happens in front of him. And he says, wow. So first he wasn't excited because he's him also made the mate go become the nachash. But now, their matos got eaten up by this mate. So what is Paro thinking to himself? He must be a better magician. They must be better machashvim than nor machashvim. That's what Paro was thinking at this point. Ki Paro hits paleh. How is that possible? So you know what Paro thinks? Uh, this mate, I bet it's really a snake. I bet I rooted a snake and that's how it was able to swallow up everything else. It's not a stick. Sticks don't swallow sticks. It must be a snake that changed into a mata. And when he threw it down, it changed back into a, a snake, which is a natural. I bet that's what it is. Paro thought to himself, its natural state is a snake. And that's how it was able. Hashem says, go to Paro. He's by the water. And bring the Mateh. Go right next to the water. And you know what? For the first Makeh, take that Mateh and stick it in the water. 
Paro thinks it's a nachash naturally. Let's show Paro a little bit of his own medicine and show him that it's not kishuf. Because we're going to put it next to the water, we're going to put it in the water, and that will prove Paro that this is not kishuf. You're dealing with something out of your out of your league, and that's why kan And it discusses based on the psukim. That's why the math is emphasized here to disprove Paro and everything that he everything that he believed. Okay, moving right along. Let's talk about the Marcus a little bit. And let's talk about all the Marcus in general, together. We've spoken in the past about various Marcus. We spoke about Svardaya and the, and the Stifler with the anger. We spoke about Arov. And we spoke about various items. Now let's talk about Tatsach Adash Bachav. Rabbi Yehuda Hayanosin Bohem Simanim. Rabbi Yehuda says, it's too hard to remember all ten Marcos. So you know what? Let me give you Rashi Tevis. Tatsach Adash Bachav. And all the Mepharshim and all the Haggadahs ask, why is Rebbe Yehuda have to do this? Why? Why does he have to shorten it? Just let us do the Makkas. Why does he have to shorten it for us? Three answers. Number one, says the Shem Atov in Chelek Hay of his Svarim. V'yav Shalom are where it's underlined. Bipshitus. Deratzer Yehuda lalami lanu. Rebbe Yehuda wanted to teach us. Di'afalpi we know that Parshas Va'era has the first seven. Right? We end with Barad. And next week is Arbe, Choshech, Makas, Bechorus. But Rabbi Huda wanted us to know. Diabal Bishop of Parshas Va'era, Namru Zayin Makas, Midamad Barad. Imkain Nachshov Osam Biyachad, Viachrakah Gimel Achronos Levan. If we had to split it up into categories, we might say 343, Either way, we might have had the last three separately because they're in the next parsha. Rabbi Yehud is teaching us now. If you're going to split it, it's three, three, four. And the barad goes with the last set. Why is that? Why is that? Says the Shem and Atov, Rabbi Yehud is telling us that there's a process here. There's a process of paros coming around. Not real tshuva, not full tshuva, but... Paro's attitude in terms of letting the Jews free is changing slowly. But it only starts with Makas Barad. The last four should go together as a unit. Tatsach Adash, but the Iker is Ba'achav. Why? Look at the Psukim. The Psukim tell us after Barad, finally, what does Paro say? Hiskel Paralasus Ksas Shuva. Da'arachshavi kept saying, Lo yadati et Hashem, umi Hashem is Yerash Bavakolo. After Barad, what does he say? Ani atzadik, va'ani va'ami harashayim. You're right, we're the Rishayim. He has a nitzotz of Kedusha. By, after Barad, he doesn't do anything with it, but that's Barad. After Arba, he finally says, okay, miva miyaholchim, who wants to go? And Moshe says, everybody. Paro says, forget it. Right, but Aradim's getting on there, but Aradim's getting on there, no, but you see he's getting there. After Choshech, Lechu ivduis Hashem ratzon chemu v'karchem yutzah. Go, leave your cattle. And finally, after Makas Bechoros, he chases us out. Rabbi Yehuda puts these last four together because those four are about Paro's recognition that he has no choice and he has to let us free. Number one. 
Second idea. Second and third idea suggested by the Minchas Asher in his Agadah, Rav Asher Weiss. Second idea, he says, maybe it's connected to the idea that even though the Makos are punishments for Rishaim, relating back to our Lashon HaKodesh that we mentioned before, Ein Adam Lahotzi Davar Peranis Befiv, the Bris Krusalis Fasayim. A person should not allow Peranios, tragedy, cross his lips. Yes, it's about the Mitzrayim and it was supposed to happen, but maybe that's the message for us. That's Achadash Bachav. Not Dansar the Akin Mar of Devashkin Bar Vachulu. Right? He says, and that's the minog, he says the minog of, of Kla Yisrael, not to say certain sicknesses beferish if they don't have to. But that's an idea, but he says, I'm not so happy with that idea so much because it's about the Mitzrayim. But then he quotes from the Ravya, a third answer. The Ravya Mesachas Psachim, who quotes a Rayo Nifla. The Ravya says that there were three makos that overlapped. Three makos that existed when the other makos also existed. It says the Ravya, Kinim, Shechin, and Choshech. By all three of those, lice, boils, and darkness, really, when there were, where there was lice, there were also boils and darkness. When there was darkness, there was also boils and lice. They all existed. It's just that at each of the makos, there was the Iker maka going on, and there were like the annoyances that went along also. But really, they all existed. They were all kashur. And that's why, says the Rav Yah, Rabbi Yehuda wanted to put Kinim and Shechin and Choshech all parallel Three, three, and three. It's the third one. Datzach, chkinim, adash, right? Datzach, adash, shin, shrin. The third one. So you have to, you can't put Makas Bacharis by itself. This is the closest we could get to emphasize three, six, and nine all have an affinity. And he even has, if you look at the picture that he drew, if you put all three Makos one on top of each other, it can be read across and it can be read down. To show that there's a, there's a unit. There's a unit here of these three Makos and they all work together. Finally, last thought for the evening, not related to the Parsha, but this week is Shabbos Mavarchim. Rosh Chodesh Shvat. What's our Avoda of Shvat and what's the uniqueness of Shvat? Says Rav Gedalia Shor in the Ar Gedalia. An amazing Ha'ara. What's so special about Shvat? There's not so much, certain dates in the Torah stand out. But there's one date in the Torah that's explicit that is not so famous. But right now we're going to make it famous. In the beginning of Sefer Dvarim, what day does Moshe start talking to Am Yisrael for the six, five and a half weeks before he dies? When does Hashem start giving Mishnah Torah to Klal Yisrael? When does he start giving them the longest shear in history? A five-week shear. Rosh Chodesh Shvat. When it starts, the pasuk says, "The beginning of Dvarim." That's when he started. As we know, our religion believes that once an event takes place at a point in history, then in that time period in history, always there is the potential that that event, that biblical event, laid the, laid the groundwork. So that we could 
capitalize on that potential forever. There was Yitzhak Mitzrayim on, at one point, so we could always have the potential to reach the levels of Yitzhak Mitzrayim. There was Kapolos HaTorah on Shavuos, so we could have a Kapolos HaTorah every Shavuos. There was the Nesinas HaTorah. Moshe Rabbeinu started to give Torah Shebechsav, Torah Shebalpeh, everything. Rosh Chodesh Shvat, that means every Rosh Chodesh Shvat, there's an amazing potential for growth, for learning, for development, just like the first time, just like the first Shvat that we were a nation. V'yemkasav meforash b'Torah, be'ezah yom ischel Moshe Rabbeinu levaris ha-Torah, harizah siman, she'yesh lo yom zeh shaychus miyuchad lahashpah shel Torah, ki yom zeh misugal miyuchad lasagat ha-Torah. And Rav Gadayashor says, as he says elsewhere, the physical world is always a reflection of what's happening in the spiritual realm. What's Shvat about? Shvat's about blossoming. Shvat's about Rosh Hashanah Li'ilanos. About growth. About hidden... You don't think it's growing. But all of a sudden it sprouts up, it shoots up, it blooms. Rosh Hashanah Li'ilanos. Whether it's Mamish Rosh Chodesh Shvat. According to Beishamai. He even says, that explains the unusual phrase in the first Mishnah. In, in Rosh Hashanah. Kedivrei Beishamai. It doesn't even say Divrei Beishamai or, or Omar Beishamai. That Beishamai, he says, is really right conceptually. Rosh Chodesh Shvat is the beginning of it. Just in the physical world, it takes two more weeks, according to Beishelel. Till two Bishvat. But really the entire month is Mesugal for growth, for blossoming, for development. And we have to realize and capitalize on that. Because this is what it says in the Torah. As we know, we have to make Shvat count this year because we have an extra month till, till Purim. An extra month to Purim. Shvat, Adar Alav, Adar Bed. So we have to gain momentum in Shvat as we head towards the next section of the year and we have to realize Be'eres HaTorah Hazos if there's any type of commitment in the Torah that we wanted to take upon ourselves. A Chavrusa, Kviyas Itum. Now's the time to do it. Rosh Chodesh Shvat is a special has special capacity for us to be successful in this area. But Hashem, we should be zochet to a potential filled shvat and adar and all of the months that we have in front of us.